0: Welcome to My Own Boss, the number one answer center, a woman of entrepreneurs. Hey there. Welcome to the My Own Boss Instagram project. I'm Julie Porter. You could say that Jenny Cashin of Chic and Shab has entrepreneurship hardwired in her DNA. Her grandfather started and established three businesses in the Spokane, Washington area, two of which are still going strong. She has aunts and uncles and a sister with businesses as well. So when the opportunity presented itself to take her vintage and recycled furniture work and turn it into a retail shop, she dove right in, creating not one, but two warm and charming boutiques filled with an amazing assortment of home goods and clothing. She's growing the businesses and finding a way to make it work with her busy family life. She's creative and a natural at business. Join us for her story. One thing I learned from you is that you're doing two shops. Yeah. Whatever possessed you to do that? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I ask myself that all the time. Crazy, right? My goal with
1: the second location was to just get more exposure and to cater right. to a different market that didn't always go to those vintage shops. You know, the right. people that don't, think, you know, that didn't really think to go to those. So I wanted to be able to reach a different demographic of people
0: that don't to go to the vintage stores and try to encourage them to come to my other store. The one that is trying to appeal to people who don't go to vintage store, the steam, the steam plant? The steam or, plant. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Because that's in that, I mean, it's a, describing the building for anybody listening is this really cool old steam plant with the two, um, you know, towers that go way up and it's, it's just an iconic um, view on the Spokane skyline. So it's really cool. But, um, Definitely. And it gives your shop that really neat aged look and uh, Yeah! Nice warm feel in it. It's it's great. So how how long did you have the Hilliard location before you opened the steam plant location? I took over the Hilliard location
1: in January of this year and then I committed to the steam plant building in May and
0: then opened it in (laughs) mid-July. So all of like six months. (laughs) Tell us the story of how it happened that you you know, got your first shop. You were already what were you already doing and what kind of you know pushed you along the way. I, I love I love to hear that
1: story. Selling my furniture as a vendor in a couple different stores, and I had kind of you know just watching these different business owners run their business. You know, I thought, well, is that something I could do? Is it you know, you kind of go back and forth like, would I want my own store or would I not, whatever. And so to kind of put it to rest, one day I was driving down the road and I just kind of threw this prayer out to God and I just said, if you want me to have my own store. Then you just do it all, and I don't want to have to think about it, and you just need to set everything up. And it was kind of one of those prayers that I prayed to really just stop thinking about it, you know? Right. Like, okay, God, it's in your hands, you know? And then right. about a week later, the owner of one of the stores I was selling at called me and told me that there was going to be some changes going on in her life, and she was had didn't want to close the store, and so she thought, you know, of me to to buy it from her and take it over so it was definitely god was listening that day in the car <laughs> yeah. Wow. and yeah and so and then yeah so i i purchased the store from her and and took it over and it's been great it's been a lot of fun
0: how did that work out taking an ex- existing business and buying them out with um the process fairly because i've seen all kinds of you know things just go wrong with that and then i've seen things go smoothly So um, a lot of it depends on how motivated the person selling is. Right. Did it work well? And did you have a lot of good stuff or, you know? Yeah, it was a
1: great, I mean, it was a very smooth transition. We met, you know, she showed me all of her numbers, like what, you know, just kind of opened me up to the other side of things. And then, you know, she told me the price that she wanted to sell the store for, which was, you know, doable for me. And then we just, you know, she just said, this is, Kind of what you're getting, and I said, okay, sounds good to me. And then I I made her like payments for a few months and all that, and I just started my own like business name, and then yes. you know, but the entity itself was transferred over to me. I don't know, it was actually like really pretty painless.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so it, it sounds like yeah, both parties had um, a lot of logic. A lot of times, if you don't go with practicality and logic, things get caught up in emotion, and then the deals die. Yeah. You know, so that's well, yeah, and that's true.
1: And another thing, too, is that people it's like, and I think, especially, I used to think this too just like, sometimes, business world, and when it comes to like business licensing and taxes, it like can be very overwhelming, kind of scary for people. But it's really yeah. like, once you kind of just maybe do a little research or talk to some different people mm-hmm. that have done it, it's actually quite easy to navigate, yes. you know. Yes. And
0: then I think another thing, yeah. are great to do is talk to other small business owners who are in your field everybody wants to help I mean everybody's so nice out there so you know I think that oh yeah they don't even they don't think that oh I could call them up and get information and maybe maybe they come from a place of um, sort of a fear which is you know what what we do yeah you're afraid to ask the questions you're afraid they'll be mad at you or they'll think you're competition and you know this sort of right it all works out so that's that's really cool okay so yeah now, Tell me about how you got your name. I love the name. Oh, <laughs> shab, <yes>. yeah.
1: <laughs> I was um, driving. Uh, I was just driving with my mom one day. Her and I were hanging out, and she pointed at something, Or and she said, Oh, that's cute. That looks cheap and shab. And I said, you mean shabby chic? And she goes, oh yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. And I said that would actually be a really cute name for a store. So I named the that's store true. Chic and Shab, kind of in honor of my mother.
0: Your mom, I <laughs> love that. So. I so, your mom, I just get that
1: stuff, stuff. I love it. Oh yeah, and my mom, we always joke with her because she always she makes up like words for her own, you know, just her own words and her own little language. So it's just it was totally fitting that she would say something like that. So oh, yeah, that's awesome.
0: Yeah, I, you know, I, I was watching you um, working on it, this beautiful, beautiful chest that was um, for um, a kitchen Island, and just, oh, the character it had, and, and it was so gorgeous. How did you get into furniture? You can you tell me how you got started? What, what, you know, well,
1: started. actually, yeah,
0: I was just kind of
1: staying at home. I was a stay-at-home mom. My son, this is about, I'd say about eight years ago, and my, I just kind of, I don't, I, maybe furniture painting was kind of becoming a thing but I don't know it was like Pinterest wasn't even a thing so it's not like I, I don't really know the inspiration just kind of came I got this itch to paint furniture and so I bought a dresser off of Craigslist for $75 and I mm-hmm. literally just slapped some paint on it <laughs> and that was that. and then I will and but painting for me has I was living in California we lived there for 12 years and I really was I was really miserable there really unhappy in California and, oh, and poor, poor, poor California. Um, I was in the Antelope Valley of Lancaster, Palmdale, uh-huh. the high desert. Oh, it's, right. Yeah. yeah. I really wanted to move and I would pray all the time that we could move, that we could move. And I I felt like God was teaching me the process mm-hmm. and painting was his way of teaching me the process. Like if you just, you know, if we rush this process, you know, like you just slap paint on a dresser, it's not going to mm-hmm. look good. And I looked at that dresser for two years and I hated it. I was like, oh, I noticed all these things that I did wrong. And then, you know, it's like. Furniture painting, you know a lot of people think that like, oh, what's the big deal, it's just paint. But there really is like, if you want it to look good and you want it to turn out right, there is a process to it. And that was kind of, I wanted to move out of California and back to to Spokane where we live. And it took, I mean, it took about 10 years for us to move back here from when I really started to want to leave, but it was like, it was God teaching me that there's a process to this. That you can't just rush out of California. And so, and now, it's, I mean, and it's just, it's just kind of interesting to see how it started with this little $75 dresser, you know, on Craigslist to, you know, refinishing and, and then selling in stores and now owning my own business and, you know, just to kind of see how it's right. blossomed. It's really right. awesome.
0: But, you know, I, I imagine just from what I saw there is that, you know, you learned that it, you know, as you say, it's not just slapping paint on. You have learned how to put those layers on to give it all that, I, I mean, just the depth to the surfaces and, and then yeah. it, the unique paint you're using and um, just the, the, like, the specialty look that you have is, is just amazing. It, it really is nice.
1: Oh, thank you. Yeah. It's a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's a big difference from, I don't know, shabby chic knockoffs, I
1: guess. Well, yeah, and there's like people, you know, there's if you want it to look, you know, I had somebody say to me, they said, I feel like your pieces are like they look professional. It, It goes from like hobby you know she goes it goes beyond just like hot painting for hobby i'm like it's all about the finish like it's just you know it's not just painting furniture like they're you know you got to finish it right
0: too you know so where do you find where do you find the um furniture that you're repurposing because some of you oh my gosh we have my husband and i have a joke because people ask me that
1: all the time and i go i go at this point i go it finds me <laughs> so you know i I would go out, you know, yard selling and estate sailing, and you know, you look on Facebook and Craigslist and thrift stores and all these other places. And now it's like people know I'm in this business. And so they'll come to me and go, I have this furniture I'm getting rid of. So most of the time I don't even look anymore. <laughs> I take slightly offense because there's like those kind of funny memes on Pinterest that so it'll be like a woman frantic in her car and goes, Oh my gosh, is that furniture on the side of the road? And I am very picky about the pieces that I that I take and the pieces that sure. I take on. for me, yeah. it's not just like junky side of the road furniture. Exactly. So it's like, I take exactly. a lot of pride in my pieces. So I am always like something that, <laughs> you know, when people try and tell me like, you like, know.
0: I was driving home from somewhere one morning and I've never done a furniture off the side of the road thing, but somebody stuck and it has to be from, you know, i said the 1880s or 90s, cause I researched it. And it was this really cool, tall um, shelving unit. it was, but it was oh really, wow. And, and all those shelves were in dovetailed. It was beautiful, and then it had this brass, um, brass uh, plate at the top, and it said what firm it came from in Chicago. And, like, and I forget. Oh, cool! Right, and it was on the side. and I'm, going, and I'm looking around, like, "Can we get to taste this? Is this for Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Am I gonna get to this? Yeah. Put this out there, you know. And it, but I had to kill a few spiders in it, but it was awesome. So, hey, you, yeah, you know what?
1: I've gone to, I've gone to, I went to this one guy's house, I mean, it was a hoarded, like, drug-infested house, but I pulled out the most gorgeous, like, ornate buffet, and it smelled so bad, like, it stunk up my dining room, because I put it in my dining room, so I spent weeks just, like, wiping it down, randomly, and then, but then I, you know, painted it, and it was, like, a gorgeous piece, but it's, like, you know, you just never know where you're going to find these pieces, (laughs) so...
0: (laughs) it oh, would be a little scary. Yeah. How do you feel when you get that transformation? I mean, got to be awesome. You know, it's funny.
1: I can always, when, when the piece, you know, obviously when it turns out how I hoped, you know, ob- there's a huge amount of satisfaction because there's a lot of energy and effort that goes into a piece mm-hmm. and you don't really have the room to mess up, you know, right. or like, you know, because once it's finished, it's kind of finished. I mean, yes, you can paint over it, but it's like, gosh, all that effort. But there are, you know, there are times where it, it turns out and I go, you know, it's like it's not the way that I would have wanted it, but I'm also oh. not paying furniture for me. So I'm like, well, well that must right. be for someone, you know? Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So we have to so. put our egos aside for, you know, that sort of thing too. And sometimes that's hard to do when it's your stuff. Well, yeah, because you definitely want to, like, you know, to take pride
1: in your work and want to be able to show it off. And sometimes when – I always make sure that my – you know, obviously I want the finish to be right and the quality to be good. But sometimes just the style or the – and we, you know, like, I have a joke. Like, if I really love a piece, I'm like, oh, it's probably going to take forever to sell. (laughs) You know, or, like, if I – or the piece I'm not, like, too fond of, it'll, like, sell right away. I'm like, what is happening,
0: you know? So – kind of funny. Tell me about your family journey into entrepreneurship. Um, Who else in your family did you, uh, you know? Oh, yes.
1: My grandfather started some businesses in Spokane, and then, uh, which are still going today. Mm -hmm. And so then my uncle, he owns and runs one of them. And I have an aunt and uncle who own and run the other one. Mm -hmm. And then uh, my dad is, you know, he's an excellent, excellent salesman. Uh And so he's, you know, it's just kind of like, and my sister she's an esthetician she owns her own spa and so it's just kind of you know in our blood that we joke it's like you know well we, we have to like it's part of the family it's part
0: of the gene pool you know <laughs> oh so. yeah, but you know retail's tough so and you you probably saw that with your grandfather's store. it's a party store right yeah party yeah. palace yep yeah so i mean retail is tough so you went from you know furniture kind of at your own pace and and doing things and all of a sudden you jump into retail what um it took a lot of courage what what gave the courage to take that leap and then um, well i was
1: i was a stay-at-home mom and my i was actually my daughter was getting ready to start kindergarten and i was going to school for accounting because i thought i don't want to just be at home by myself all day like while my kids are at school like that would have made me crazy so i was already kind of going to school with the intention of either finding a job or you know trying to do something to keep myself busy and then um you know, obviously the furniture, and then when this opportunity presented itself, I thought, you know, my my literal thought was, well, this is an opportunity for me to see what I'm capable of, mm-hmm. like, oh. if I can do it, you know, yeah. so I've awesome. worked for other, you know, I've worked for other retail stores in the past, and I've, you know, worked for other people's businesses, but I thought, well, this is an opportunity to see if I can do it, if I can have my own business, you know, so,
0: yeah. Yeah. It's probably while you're while you're working for somebody else to start, you're going, you know, if I did this, I'd do this a little different, or I might do this a little different, so you got a chance to you know, put all that to to play and see how it works Right, out.
1: yeah, now it's like it's yeah. it's all up to me if it's going right. to succeed or right. if it's going to fail. Right.
0: <laughs> so, yeah. I accounting, I imagine, the accounting helped you out when you were, you know, getting started. It took a little fear. Oh, away. that's
1: my favorite part. My
0: sister yeah. and I will joke because
1: I'll say, if you ever look at your square, you know, like on square, your graph, your this, you oh, my God, I never look at that. And it's like that's my favorite thing to look at is like the chart going up or down or whatever.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the bar chart, yeah. They rock. I mean, they're so cool. Yeah. QuickBooks Online has a really, well, actually the desktop version does too, where they've got those. You can go into an owner's desktop or uh, what they call it. Uh, the uh, dashboard. Dash. Yeah, thank you very much. You been mm-hmm. there. <laughs> yep. The, all the cool stuff and compare this year to last year and, you know, it just, uh, oh, I just. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's just so cool. I know I get jazzed by that kind of stuff. And yeah. It's a- <laughs> yeah. A solid start to um, your business it doesn't scare you I would think no definitely not it's I mean you, you can't be scared
1: of it because then your business isn't going to be as successful if you're if you don't have I mean even Oprah Winfrey she said I sign every single check so you know like yeah. you have to have your hands in it you can't be afraid of it because you know who knows what would happen if you don't have at least some control of it, over it you know
0: oh I can't so. tell you how many times I've gone in um, to help try to save a business who and, and I'm not, it's not necessarily a bookkeeper thing, but I, it has happened twice where they thought their bookkeeper or their accountant was taking care of something and they weren't. And one of them was right, like IRS for close to forty grand. And how do you how do you get out of that? And another oh one, my gosh. Yeah, and Another one was into the Department of Revenue for twenty and and you know how you again you know how do you pull yourself out of that because the penalties are so horrible when you when you start talking right about. so you know if you're not you know as, as an owner you know you at least want to be aware of, at least you know of okay who do I who am I going to have to pay taxes to when are they due and then also, right um you know how do I read a and l and a balance sheet you know and then right right yeah, then for you it's complicated by inventory and things like that tell me a little how you manage your inventory that's kind of a work in progress especially <laughs> in the vintage you know type business <laughs> I'm yeah. you
1: know I'm kind of I'm developing a system with my, you know, right now I'm just kind of creating these spreadsheets of, you know, different items that I have in back stock and things like that. With down, with my downtown location because most everything other than the furniture is new. Uh, I can, you know, I can create different categories and items in squares very user friendly, so I set it all up that way. So,
0: yeah. Okay. You know, what I really love about that though is that um, you're you're doing it and. You didn't let anybody talk you into or decide that you had to have you know, some high-priced point-of-sale system to manage your inventory when you're still fairly small. I mean, you're not yeah. you could have easily you know, been talked into or found a way to justify a $3,000 POS system, and they're not cheap, but when you don't know what's and you don't know what the future's like, To save yourself that investment and do the work and do the grind to manage your inventory on your own, and you are managing it, then I I just think that rocks. I think that's so awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see what my accountant (laughs) thinks. Accountant time. Yeah. It's it's funny because it's not like you're calling somebody up and you know you've got a, a PO that you can shoot and sync with uh, your accounting system and do this and that and all those magic things it's like okay I picked this up at a estate sale and now I've painted it and now I'm doing this and, and so it's a little bit different process so it's kind of like it does well yeah and it's like it's hard too because these
1: you know when you're going when you're working with like different you know, like wholesale companies, you know, they have like their purchase price and then like their retail price, you know, but it's like when you're going out and you're finding these, you know, kind of repurposed and vintage items that you're trying to resell. It's like, how I'm like, I, I'm going to kind of shoot in the dark. I want to price it at and we'll see, you know, (laughs) so it's a little bit more difficult there, but yeah.
0: Sure. And then sometimes, you know, you're buying something and there's a point where, you know, you've kind of got to figure out what the point is, is, how much time and material do I have to put into it to make it so I can make money on top of what I paid for it. Exactly. You know? Yeah. So you don't you yeah. have some going in what, it, what it's going to be. So that's kind of a something that you have to manage. And well, try. and that's why I
1: don't really buy, I don't really ever purchase pieces that need a bunch of work, like project pieces, because you oh. spend more time trying to fix it than you, you know, that you're actually going to get back. So that's why I really try to focus on like, sometimes I might pay a little bit more for a piece of furniture, But I can take pride in knowing that it's quality and that it's solid and it's sturdy and that it's, you know, and that you're not getting something that I literally had to, like, glue and tape back together.
0: So, So, you know. You know, know, sometimes
1: you buy pieces and you stink. You know, it's like, I think, okay, well, all I got to do is just this little thing to it. But then it turns into something, like, really. So, it's like if I got to do more than like replace the handles on something, I'm like, no, thanks. (laughs) You know, or like fill a nail hole here and there. Like I don't really want to hassle with it. (laughs) So,
0: Just along to the, yeah.
1: Yeah. Leave it to the people who like those project pieces. (laughs) So,
0: yeah. So one of the things I love to hear about um, what you did, what you do for marketing is you have an Instagram feed and then you also have a Facebook page, which I love and, and your Instagram feed looks really pretty. And then your Facebook page you do selling um, on Facebook marketplace and i guess you know I, and it you know even though i work with small businesses i was a little in the dark that um, businesses use that as a tool so tell me a little bit oh, about absolutely what works for you you know before a lot of people when they were looking
1: for like you know art you know vintage or used or whatever items they go on craigslist And look, Mm -hmm. which a lot of people still do. I don't market to Craigslist much, but with the Facebook marketplace, I mean, you can just go to the marketplace and you can type in what you want or search different categories, (laughs) and all this stuff comes up. So I I didn't know that. You know, so yeah. Yeah. So, and then you, you know, there's different like local buy and sell groups. So being able to post to those groups is that more exposure because people will see, say, a piece of furniture and they go, this looks like it's in a store. Like, where can I, what store is this? Uh-huh. And so, you know, then it gets my name out there that way or I've had people or I say, oh, it's at my shop, She can Shop, and they go, oh, I've heard of that. I've been wanting to come in. That's so, you know, it's just kind of another way to, to try to draw people in, and it, it's been very effective.
0: That's great. That's great. Yeah. yeah. You, you've got a, a nice, a, like I said, a really nice website, so you're, you know, getting your word out there. And I think as a small business owner, it's hard to manage the marketing part. That's just, you know, because. Yes showing up every day, and but you're a mom, and you've got two kids, a son, nine, and a daughter. Yes. Now, just tell me a little bit about, you know, how owning your own business has impacted uh, your kids' lives and how you're, you know, moving moving forward with it as they grow and you grow, and tell us a little bit about
1: that dynamic. Well, it's been, I mean, you know, there's, it's been an adjustment for my kids, especially since I was, a, like, a stay-at-home mom, like I said, mm-hmm. so they were used to having me there all the time. Um, right. My son, you know, he has... You know he's made some comments about you know i wish you know you didn't have the store but then he'll turn around and say i'm proud of you for the store you know or we don't get to spend yeah. much time together and things like that so and i just try to tell him i said you know this is something that mommy really loves and i really enjoy doing it and i you know i really like to work hard and you know but i you know try to take extra special time with them and you know i also don't i also don't want to completely lose myself and my kids i still want to maintain something that's for me you know, and my daughter, though, it's really cute because she'll, like, when she plays, like, pretend, you know, she'll play small business. Oh. So she'll set up, like, her desk. And she's like, this is where I ring people up. So it's kind of like she's watching me, and so she's playing that. Or she'll she'll play, you know, she's been super big into paperwork lately, so she'll write books about paperwork. It's, you know, it's just really cute. So it's just like, you know, she's not really playing Barbie. She's playing, like, you know, little entrepreneur,
0: <laughs> you know? So... Yeah, I like.
1: Yeah, so then they'll come, and then when they some there are some days like in the summer where they have to come with me for a couple hours, like while my husband's still working, and they'll go, "Can I ring people up? Can I ring up? You know, they're they're eager to ring up customers and things like that." But yeah, there is an aspect that that is difficult because it does pull me away. It's not, I'm not as available as I used to be for them. Right. So there is a period of adjustment. You know, it's been an adjustment.
0: It's hard. It's hard because I think you know as parents, um, we're always trying to, to find that balance. And, you know, when the bottom line, there really is no balance, there's going to be, yeah. we're struggling and we're, we're always going to feel a little bit guilty. Because I remember, yeah. and don't remember it. It's funny what they do remember, what they don't remember, you know. But I don't think our kids want us to be martyrs to motherhood so that we're, you know, always there for them and waiting for, you know. Um, well, yeah,
1: because I mean, that, that almost like
0: hinders yeah. them from growing. Yeah, exactly. You know? And we have to teach them to be strong and we teach them by example and to be smart and think things through and problem solve because that's what you're doing every day. And then you're patterning that for them and it's, um, it's, it's really cool. Yeah. Well, I thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me. I really appreciate it. Oh, of course. This has been awesome. I really, I mean, I appreciate you giving me this
1: opportunity. so much for
0: listening to My Own Boss Podcast. For more information, you can visit us at myownbossm.com or you can also follow us on Twitter, Facebook, or
1: Instagram at myownposs.com.